uh, close to there, Hebrews 10. We'll be backing up into that a little bit. Uh, but then also 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And uh, 1 Corinthians 2, Hebrews chapter number 11. And I want to continue uh, with our thoughts about faith, uh, defining faith. And by the way, uh, and really kind of the crux of, part of the message tonight in, in part, uh, is that Hebrews 11 uh, is, um, in the book of Hebrews, really the first time where faith is mentioned. Uh, and, um, well, in the end part of chapter number 10, uh, as God is uh, telling them uh, that they need to endure uh, and persevere, um, and the question basically is, you know, what, what will help us to do that? Uh, and it's faith. Uh, faith is what we need uh, for our spiritual uh, endurance. Uh, and uh, the good news is, is that if you're saved, uh, you have faith, uh, faith that God gives you. Uh, and if you don't get anything, I'm going to dig pretty deep tonight. And so you may have to, parents, explain uh, or follow up a little bit with uh, your littlest ones. Uh, but uh, the definition of faith that we have in Hebrews 11, uh, for a lot of people, uh, it doesn't adequately cover all of what faith is. And for me, for me as well, and probably you, uh, because faith in the Bible is a number of different things. Uh, you think about faith as, um, as trust, you know, trusting in God. Um, but it's, faith is belief. Uh, believing, uh, and uh, we have to um, increase and grow our faith. Uh, we know in the book of James, uh, we, uh, faith works. <laughs> and if you don't get anything, please understand, faith isn't just something that you have. Um, it's, it's functional. It does some things. Uh, one of the problems of modern-day Christianity uh, is when we are, um, for example, God says, be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. All right? God commands us to be holy as He is holy. Um, when, when, as a preacher, you discuss, preach, teach, you know, do a podcast, whatever, uh, on personal holiness, you get pushback from Christians. Uh, and what they, one of the big kind of excuses or justifications for a lack of personal holiness in Christian lives today uh, is they say the, the, you have holiness. Your holiness is in Christ. Uh, and they, they basically justify um, not having to live separated, uh, not really focusing on uh, the things in the Bible. God tells us to, uh, to put off uh, and also to put on you know, admittedly so, as independent Baptists, we're really good uh, at the no lists. Uh, we, we, we are really good at telling people uh, the things that they shouldn't do. Um, but uh, that's part of uh, our sanctification process. Uh, we have to put off the old man and his deeds. And so instruction about what the old man's deeds are, uh, have been, we have lists in the Bible. God describes and he says, some of you were this way and now you're not uh, because of grace. And he tells us to not go back to the weak and beggarly elements. Uh, as a Christian, a born again child of God, the idea uh, is that we, if you're saved, you will not go back. Um, you won't go back to the weak and beggarly elements. You're not going to go back to the hog slop. You're not going uh, to go back to destruction, perdition. Um, if someone does, 
Just as faith is an evidence or a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, apostasy is also an evidence uh, of a lack of regeneration. Uh, you're, we're either um, a saved sinner uh, or a lost sinner. Uh, we're either, you know, uh, we either put on the new man or we, we haven't. Um, it's, it's not both. Um, which also means that as a Christian, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult living uh, a Christian life in 2022. All right? Um, the culture wars, everything about you is pressing against you. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, against God. Um, God is being attacked. Church is being attacked. Christians are being attacked. It's difficult um, to that extent. But a lot of the, of the things that we say are difficult as a Christian, they really aren't because it is things that God does in us and through us uh, that we need to accept as a fact uh, of, of our life of faith and trust that God is going to do those things and be those things with us. So um, we're going to be looking more at this definition. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the message tonight. Help us, Lord, uh, to be clear uh, as to how you define faith in your word uh, and help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now go back to 1 Corinthians uh, in chapter number 2. Uh, remember, rules of Bible, the Bible interprets the Bible. Uh, where, uh, for example, if I was to say faith, um, because it says so in the Bible, it's substance, it's evidence. Uh, it, is, it is God, um, because I have saving faith, I, 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 He's given me faith, um, that faith does. Um, that faith is active. Uh, when the Bible says, without, without works, your faith is dead, doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have faith at all. It means that it's useless. It's, it's inactive. Uh, and the, you know, a body without a spirit... Uh, is, is it's just not going to work, right? Uh, so the same thing, faith without works is dead. When you have saving faith, that faith does not to get saved. In fact, when we um, uh, just jump back real fast to Hebrews chapter number 11, I keep ripping this page. Um, in verse number 2 of, of, of Hebrews 11, it says, For by it, by what? By faith. The elders obtained a good report. Now, God is commending um, the, the elders, those, uh, as he's referring to, uh, the, the hall of faith. He's going to elaborate a little bit where the Bible says that we're compassed about by a, a great cloud of witnesses. The elders obtained a good report by faith. God wasn't commending them for something he gave them. It's like, hey, good job, Bob. You know, you have faith. Um, because God, God gives faith. They're commended because of what they did by faith, what they did through faith. So it's not just something we have. It's something that we exercise. It's something that we live by. And it's, uh, and it's defined in many ways, but the Scripture also defines it. The Bible interprets uh, the Bible. Now, um, this last week, uh, there's been a lot of debate uh, throughout the world 
uh, about what a woman is. Uh, and, um, you know, so Supreme Court justice being grilled, they said, can you define a woman? Uh, and, uh, and she said, no, I, you know, well, why? I'm not a biologist, <laughs> all right? Uh, and, uh, and so uh, it's, um, you know, you get pulled over by the cops and they ask you, you know, do you know how fast you were going? Say, I don't know, I'm not a physicist. Uh, you know, just, you just try that kind of line of reasoning uh, whenever you're confronted uh, by things. And so um, I, I get it, the, the, the left and, uh, and the, the, the special interest groups and all of that is why she won't define it. She says, I know I'm a woman, <laughs> you know, uh, and, uh, and so I wish they would have elaborated, okay, explain that, uh, you know. So there, there's this um, definition. Uh, we can't define it. Uh, and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, is it a boy or a girl? I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not a biologist. Uh, it's, uh, it is, um, uh, we live in a sin-sick world. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm laughing because it's a merry heart doeth good like medicine. If you, can't, if you can't sometimes stop and laugh at the ridiculousness uh, that is going on all around us. It'll drive you crazy. And, uh, and so uh, laugh a little bit. Uh, that would be good. So um, we know what a woman is. We know what a girl is. We know what a lady is. Uh, there's there's, uh, there's a, lot of, a lot of things that uh, we don't define. But having said that, as a Christian, um, we should know what faith is. If someone is to ask you, you know, if you were standing in a in a, a courtroom or a, a Senate hearing, uh, and they said, Pastor Reno, um, uh, you claim to be a man of faith. Um, yes, I do, Senator. <laughs> uh, they say, can you tell me what faith is? Be like, I don't know. I'm not a pastor. Well, I am. We should be able to define simple terms. Faith uh, is something that God gives us. We have part of that definition laid out for us in chapter number 11. Back in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, remember, I believe Paul wrote Hebrews uh, and uh, under inspiration of God. He also wrote the letters to Corinth, uh, both of them, at different times. And in chapter number 2, uh, he is explaining to them uh, that when he came to them, you know, he was determined, uh, verse number 2, not to know anything among them save Jesus Christ. And uh, he... He was commending himself, and we find Paul doing that um, several times in the New Testament. Uh, and part of that was is because other people weren't. Um, and um, but in, he was trying to explain his approach and why he did that. And so we read, uh, you know, I didn't come to you with you know guile or enticing words of, of man's wisdom, but in in power. Uh, in verse number four. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Uh, and, uh, and he goes on, verse number 9, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I referenced heaven uh, in my message this morning. It's a wonderful place. Um, God has revealed some things about it, but he hasn't revealed um, a whole lot. Um, uh, so there's more about hell in the Bible, uh, and there's more, about, there's more about money in the Bible than heaven and hell. 
Uh, you know, so uh, the Bible is filled uh, with a lot of information for us. Um, and he says, you know, he describes the dimensions. Um, he says, here's the new, we know what the new Jerusalem is. We, we understand from what God has revealed. But he hasn't revealed it all. And, and he's going to prepare a place for us, a mansion, uh, you know, or um, he, he's, uh, we're going to be walking on streets of gold. Uh, all of that he revealed. But I have not seen or entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared. Verse 10, but God hath revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. All right? We see things, we believe in things that we haven't seen. Uh, we believe in things that we haven't heard. And all of those things are evidences of the fact that we're saved because all of that is done through us with faith that God has given us. So when I got saved in 1987, um, Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit, indwelled me. My body became the temple of the Holy, uh, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and it's because I'm saved and have faith that He teaches. So when I read the Bible, uh, and again, it's not to say that, you know, I know everything or you knew everything. Uh, we can study the Bible all day, every day for a million years and not know the mind of God. Um, and there are even with the Holy Spirit on board mysteries, um, difficult things, hard sayings in the Bible. Um, you know, I'm saved and I have the Holy Spirit in me, but I struggle trying to, to you know, explain to somebody what the Trinity is. Um, God's, God is not, doesn't have the finite mind that we have. He's an infinite God, uh, an all-knowing God. Uh, and, um, you know, we'll be able to give better definitions of those things when we have the mind of Christ. Uh, but while we have, you know, uh, RP brains uh, and the, the, the limited uh, resources, uh, we, uh, we will struggle with those things. So even, I'm not saying that if you're saved and you have the Holy Spirit of God, uh, that you know everything about your Bible. Um, is everybody with me? All right. So, um, but you wouldn't know any of it. Um, outside of what the Holy Spirit of God gives you discernment in. The natural man doesn't know it. Now, remember, um, spiritual discernment or biblical knowledge, um, the Bible says that the demons believe and tremble. So they have biblical knowledge, they have spiritual discernment, but they're not born again. There are people who are scholars of the Bible um, who aren't born again. Um, we th we, if we take all the different you know, uh, perversions of the Scriptures and you, you go into the 
wherever it is in there uh, at the beginning or the end of those um, versions, and you, and, you, and you read all the names uh, of the people that contributed to that Bible perversion, all those names are not in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because when you add to or take away from the Scripture, the Bible says that you'll be in hell when you do that. Now, um, but they just wrote a Bible translation. Uh, and the Bible says that, um, teaches that they're, they're apostates in uh, Sons of Perdition. Um, but so there are people who are um, lost that they can quote Scripture. They can, you know, list off all, the, uh, all of the 66 books of the Bible in order uh, and not miss a beat. How many of you can do that tonight? All right. Uh, you know, we, it'd, be, it'd be hard for us to get through it without the air. People can have knowledge and they can be, and they can have that knowledge and not be saved. They can have a zeal, not according to knowledge. All right? So we understand things because God helps us to understand. We're given that knowledge uh, of the invisible or the unseen through the Spirit of God. I'm not talking about charismatic stuff or extra biblical things. You, you read your Bible. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and God shows you stuff and he speaks to you through his word, um, that is a benefit that you have as a child of God that somebody who's not saved. Um, they don't have that. Uh, and uh, in, in the fact uh, that you can know your Bible. Have you ever said something like this? Um, I don't really know all the answers, but I just know it's true. Um, not as a cop-out, but it's like, you know, um, you can say, I don't, I don't know the Romans road, and, and, but, but I know what God did for me. All right? So even with the silly example of, of, the, of the justice, um, she says, she goes, I know I'm a woman. And I think she said, I know my mom's a woman or something or, or whatever. Uh, and, uh, and so she's saying, I know for me, uh, that uh, there's an answer. Um, we can, there's a lot of things that we just believe by, by faith. Um, you know, you know try, to, try to explain the rapture, you know, to someone. It's difficult. Um, and it's difficult for a saved person to grasp some of those uh, biblical concepts. Um, it's more so uh, for those who are lost. So Paul, telling the church at Corinth uh, that a natural man doesn't receive the things of God because, because he's natural. Uh, a spiritual man has spiritual discernment, and that discernment is given to him through uh, the Holy Spirit of God, through uh, his faith. Now back over uh, to Hebrews chapter number 11. Um, so we've seen in the book of Hebrew, in the messages uh, that, we've, uh, that I've preached recently, uh, the subject of faith introduced... Not by the word, but by the concept in chapter number 10, uh, when God says that you have need of endurance, uh, and so after you've done the will of God that you receive the promise. Um, clearly the promise uh, is, is uh, uh, which accrues to every believer. Um, it's the new covenant in Christ. It's Jesus is our high priest. It is all those things. But how, how can you say so you have to endure, you have to keep at it, you can't quit. How do you do that? You don't do it in your own flesh. You, you, you can't. Um, you, you do it through faith. So he's teaching them that faith is the answer 
to endurance. If you're saved, you have faith. God gives us spiritual weapons. Um, I, I can have confidence that, that no matter what comes my way in this world, that I can endure it through faith, through Christ. He's the one that strengthens me. Um, and I just, I just believe it. I believe that I'm going to be okay uh, and I'm not uh, you know, uh, crazy about all the stuff that's going on because I'm born again and, uh, and I have faith. That faith produces peace. That faith produces a lot of things. So when we try to define it, um, we fail with just the, the verses in uh, the first part of chapter number 11. So even though there wasn't an explicit uh, mentioning of faith in the first 10 chapters, we know the answer to uh, the latter part of chapter number 10 uh, is um, faith. He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for uh, and the evidence of things not seen. So the verse, um, verse number one, demonstrates uh, a link between uh, our hope that we have in Christ, our salvation. We're saved by faith. But it also teaches us the practical things and what faith does. And then to illustrate that, he gives us a, God gives us a bunch of examples to say, by faith, by faith, uh, and, and lists out um, what these people did. But the point isn't the people. Um, it, it isn't like, okay, you know, Noah got honorable mention uh, in, in Hebrews chapter number 11 again. Um, it isn't the, the people, it was what was done with faith. And we'll get into that uh, in future messages, uh, but um, it's the substance of things hoped for. So some people, so you've, like I read commentaries and, and try to, uh, to get the mind of different people on stuff. And, uh, and uh, one example is this guy named Jones, um, who uh, has a book called Study Hebrews. Uh, he says that, that this Hebrews 11, verse number 1, uh, is an incomplete definition of what faith is because, because uh, Paul doesn't um, mention the object of our faith being Jesus. So part of faith is we, we have faith, that faith is in Christ, uh, and he is the, 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 an object of our faith when it comes to trust in uh, belief and uh, relying upon him, our dependency uh, upon him. So he says, um, you know, it, it does, since it doesn't mention that, it's not a complete um, definition, which I agree, it doesn't, it doesn't mention that. Some people think that faith is uh, a subjective thing. Um, and uh, so when they read verse number one, they think uh, it's, it's, it's God is, um, faith is being sure of, of what we hope for in certain of the things that we don't see. Uh, and, uh, and so rather than an objective um, definition of what faith is, it's subjective to uh, their, um, how they see things in view God uh, working uh, in their life. But faith uh, is, um, God's talking about the nature of faith in chapter number 11. Um, let's say, let's use an example of a, of a bicycle. Well, I don't want to use like, you know, what is a woman <laughs> tonight uh, and uh, get into all the definitions of, of all that. So instead we'll use a bicycle. All right. Uh, so if I was to ask you, 
what is a bicycle? Uh, you might say it's uh, an object that has a frame uh, and two wheels uh, and, you know, um, brakes, uh, no brakes. You would describe it uh, as an object, which would be an objective definition of what a bicycle is. Um, if you were a, um, um, an avid cyclist, uh, you just, I know, I know people that get on their bikes and, and just ride and ride and ride. I want my bike to have a motor uh, and, uh, and, uh, and stuff. And, and by the way, there's so many of that out there now. This morning on my way to church, I said, what is that? Is that a motorcycle? What is that? It, going down uh, 176, um, right in traffic was a guy on a skateboard. Had headlights and taillights. Uh, and he's just trucking along uh, with traffic. Uh, and so uh, there's a lot of bikes that have uh, uh, motors on them and, and stuff like that. So if you're an avid cyclist, uh, and I ask you what a bicycle is, uh, you might say um, uh, a bicycle is something that you enjoy riding. So, so you, would, you would answer me subjectively. Uh, you wouldn't describe the object, but you would describe how um, it makes you feel. It's, sub, it's a subjective definition. Uh, and, but there's a third possibility. Um, you say, what is a bicycle? You could say it's a man-powered um, means of transportation. All right? Um, that would be a functional definition of what a bicycle is. And so I think, uh, believe, when I read Hebrews 11, the definition of faith in Hebrews 11 is a functional definition of what faith is. It's incomplete in the sense that we think of trust and all these different things. But again, the point I want you to understand is that it functions. It does. God is describing for us what faith does. If I have faith... It does these things. So when someone says, I have faith, and, and they don't have an active, functioning, working faith, um, we might question whether they have it or not. So that's why in James he says, um, show me your faith by your what? Your works. Works is also an evidence of faith. You, 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 go, you, know, you do things as a Christian righteous things because it's God working through you. It's your faith in action. That's why we can't take credit for it. That's why, that's why we have to give the glory to God because it's, it's God working through us um, and through faith. By faith, Abraham did this. By faith, Noah did this. It's, it's, a, it, it's a faith that is a functional faith. That's the definition from chapter number 11. So faith, by that definition gives, faith is, it gives substance to things hoped for. It's the evidence it provides proof or conviction uh, of things not seen. In other words, uh, it tells us what faith does for us. And, and for me, I think, man, this is great. This is what, it's not that I just have faith. Um, I need to add to my faith virtue and a virtue knowledge. And God lays out those, uh, you know, commands to me in the Bible, but God gave me faith. I have faith, and this is what faith does. It's like having access to the throne room of grace, but never accessing it. Uh, it's, 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 it's not just something that I, that I possess, 
Um, it's something that is active in my life and it's doing um, certain things. Uh, you think of um, uh, that song, you know, since by faith I saw the stream, thy flowing wounds supply. It's, it's, it's by faith, it's through faith that God does these things. So um, it is a definition that is, an, is a functional definition. So the verse does not give us a complete uh, understanding. But faith enables us as Christians to discern spiritual realities. Things not seen, things not heard. It's how we can discern and understand the rapture, the trinity. Uh, it's how we can, we can understand uh, the omniscience of God uh, or uh, His omnipotence or the, uh, that God provides. It's how we can trust because, I, because God has given me faith that when, when I'm without, that God is going to come through. Because He's promised to supply my needs. It's an act of faith. Someone who doesn't have that is, is distressed every time, you know, um, they're short money or they have need or whatever the case may be. So a spiritual discernment is what God gives us uh, through uh, faith. So it helps us to be born again. Uh, we think John 3, we think of the, the story that is there, that we need to be born again and born by the Spirit. Because I'm saved, I trust in a Savior. I worship uh, my Savior. I do that because I have faith. Um, without that, I wouldn't do that. Um, the, the reason I go to church is because God has given me faith. Uh, I go to church uh, and uh, I read my Bible because I have faith. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't do it. Neither would you. Um, you'd, find, you'd find something else to occupy your time. Um, if you were, you know, uh, there's some people like to read, um, some people don't like reading, uh, and, uh, uh, but if you like to read and you didn't have faith and have the Spirit of God in you, you're not picking up this book and reading it. You're going you're gonna to read other things to amuse yourself because without faith, that's really what life is, is just, you know, get all you can, can all you get, you know, live, die, you know, eat, drink, be merry, if you will, uh, that being a biblical kind of concept. Uh, but that's what life, life without, is it's all vanity. Uh, and uh, so we are uh, to have faith. So then he describes, he goes a little further, verse number three, and I'm getting close to being done. Um, Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. All right? So um, the example that he says, okay, we're... Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, the elders obtained a good report, not for what they received of God, but what they did with their faith. And through faith, uh, we, we understand some things. Now, it's commonly um, faith, as I mentioned this morning, is um, commonly understood to be kind of like the antithesis to um, reason uh, or understanding. Um, I mentioned Isaac Watts, and I have that his quote. He said this. He said, where reason fails with all her powers, there faith prevails and love adores. Now, while we understand what Isaac Watts was saying when he said that, 
it gives the impression that faith is somehow contrary to reason. Um, so when, when you say you have faith, um, someone who doesn't have faith thinks that you're, you know, you don't understand things. Um, that you're intellectually, um, you, don't, you don't pass the muster. Uh, you're, you're struggling a little bit. Uh, and, uh, and, and so when we say, I believe, uh, I have faith, uh, they think that, uh, that you uh, will not be able to keep up with them uh, intellectually. Uh, and, and a lot of Christians have these kind of uh, ideas about faith uh, and what faith is that, um, that they're, they're also, it's irrational. Uh, with the expression blind faith. Um, you know, uh, uh, that, that faith is like, okay, if I just don't understand, if I don't understand what God, I just, I'm just going to disconnect from it and just trust God. People say it, let go and let God. Um, and and it's, it's more than that. It's not some blind thing. Um, faith, God gives understanding uh, uh, as he says here. So, it's spiritual sight. You think of the analogy of eyesight uh, and what eyesight does. It's spiritual discernment. It's spiritual, uh, spiritual sight. Um, faith is spiritual. Um, it reveals to us what is unseen, uh, uh, an unseen reality. So here's what he tells us in this part uh, of verse number three. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, um, not the, it's the verbal word of God. God spoke the word, world into existence, okay? So we, if you believe in biblical creation, um, as much as I love guys like Kent Hovind and Creation Science Institute, most of the stuff that, that they put out, um, it shows, the, the science of it shows how that evolutionary science is wrong. Uh, so let's take, for example, um, carbon dating. So you're going through a museum, uh, and you go around the corner, they say, these dinosaur bones are 50 billion years old. Um, well, how do you know that? Well, we know that by uh, the rocks that we found um, you know, them in. Then you go around the other corner, and they have a, you know, um, some limestone or whatever, and they say, this limestone is 50 billion years old. Uh, well, how do you know that? We know that by the dinosaur bones that we found in it. Okay, so everything from, you know, the world as it rotates on its axis and all the different things that we learn about science. I'm not a scientist. Uh, there's a science that's falsely so-called. An evolutionary theory is a theory. Um, but, but we don't have outside of the biblical account of creation, anything to hang our belief on except faith. So it's through faith. You can be a, you can be a creationist, but the only way you can be a creationist is through faith. You can't, you can't explain it. But, uh, and some would say, well, uh, people who are, you know, God... Um, They'll, they'll try to be smart and say, well, the invisible things like atoms and, you know, and, uh, and on and on, these are all things that you can't see, and that's what, you know, made up. But it isn't that. The Bible says that he, he made things that are seen by things that are unseen. And, uh, and, and you say, okay, well, you know, prove it. 
Um, I just believe it. And, well, how can you believe that? Faith. I can't, I can't tell you why I believe it or all the details, but I know I believe it because God said it and I have faith. Uh, and so there. You know, I mean, this, sometimes it seems pretty, you know, elementary, but that's really what it is. And so I, I you know, when, before I got saved, uh, I would argue, my friend, he's missionary to the Lithuania, one of the guys that we support, we'd be teenagers. I remember sitting in his, his parents had a camper, and we'd rather go stay in the camper uh, than be in the house with mom and dad, so we spent a lot of time in that camper. And we'd sit there at, at, at night and just talk about stuff. And he was in the Christian school. I was in the, the, the public school. And he'd say, well, God made the heavens and the earth. And I'm like, well, I believe this and, you know, and all this different stuff. He's like, well, how do you know that? I said, because I read it in my science book. Because that's what they teach me uh, at my school. My school teacher said this. And, uh, and, uh, and so um, and he, would, he would never be able to explain to me why I was wrong or why he believed uh, you know, the Bible, and, you know, uh, I guess my analogy breaks down because at that point he wasn't even saved because he got saved after high school. Um, but he had enough brains uh, to realize that the Bible is the authority, and God says when he made everything, he made it from things that are, are not seen. And we believe that. So um, when somebody says, well, the Bible says that the earth was without form and void. And so there was, there was something that was, that was there and then, and then God did this and God did all that. He says that he made it from nothing. And uh, so faith does that. Faith gives you the confidence uh, and faith uh, is, uh, is what will get you through Life and will help you to endure its substance, its evidence. It does these things, and uh, and uh, so knowledge, understanding through the Spirit of God, uh, He helps us uh, to to be able to even comprehend. I used the uh, the illustration from Romans chapter number twelve uh, briefly this morning. Um, as another example, of this Paul in the first eleven chapters of the book of Romans is teaching us. Um, here's what God has done in providing you for your salvation. Here's your need of a Savior. Um, and we have the Romans road. This is, he's saved you. Here's how he's provided. Here's what needs, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All right? Chapter 12 is, okay, I beseech you now, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So, so what God is doing is he's, he's telling us because of what God has done, it's reasonable for us uh, to, to give our lives to Him and to serve. It's not something that we do uh, as an um, uh, irrational response. It's a rational, reasonable thing. The Holy Spirit of God, as a, as a Christian, as, as I, when I got saved, it's like, okay, now what? Now what? Um, Romans 12. All right, um, I get it. But the reason I, you know, I understood it as a teenager, 14 years old, I understood what a living sacrifice was. And I didn't have to have a Sunday school teacher. I didn't have to have a preacher. I didn't have a, I didn't have a discipleship class. 
um, I had faith. And I had the Holy Spirit of God. And, and I never said, you know, I, you know, this King's English, I just, uh, I don't know why it's just so hard to read. Because I have faith. And it's because I have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit of God teaching me. And I'm so, I'm so thankful for it. I can, go to the, I can go to the Bible and God can show me things because I'm not a natural man. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm saved. It's spiritually discerned. God, has give, God gives the Christian, the born-again Christian, that ability that he doesn't give uh, everybody else. Uh, it's not something that we, you know, flaunt around or whatever and brag about necessarily. I'm glad that it's true. Uh, and, uh, and so the definition of faith is a functional faith. What does it do? Uh, it gives you knowledge, verse number three. Uh, it, in verse number four, it gives you uh, worship. Um, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. It isn't, yay, Abel. Uh, it's, this is what faith does. You are able to offer to God what he wants to offer. That's like when we talk about tradition and churches and this and that. Uh, the right, what the word of God says, we do the right thing because of faith. We do it because God enables us to do it. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. So even when it's like, when we want to say, well, we're right and you're wrong, there's a part of that where like, God's right. And he's just using us to, to do his will uh, the right way, to worship the way that he wants it. You can worship with a, a sacrifice that God will accept, or you can, you, can, you can do what Cain did. But if you do what God accepts, you've done it through faith. And you wouldn't do it if it wasn't so. Um, by uh, verse number five, um, you think of um, witness or testimony. Um, he had a testimony, they walked with God, and then God translated him. He pleased God. Why? Uh, it's, it's by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Noah, um, the work that he did, he built an ark. Faith. Everybody was against it. What's rain? What's a flood? Um, you know, what's all, you know, what is, what is all this? 120 years he was mocked. Uh, and, uh, and praise the Lord, he had enough spiritual credibility that his family got on the ark. But they're the only ones that got on. And, uh, but we say, man, we get to heaven. It's like, hey, where's Noah? It's, Noah's over there. Hey, Noah. And do you want to talk to Noah? Man, you did a great job building that ark. Man, I can't, I can't even you know, put together a desk from Ikea. Uh, and you, know, you did all of that with no power tools or whatever. I mean, you're the man. He did it through faith. That's, that, that's what God does. Faith, faith enables you to work. Uh, and, to, and, to, and to serve. B verse number eight, um, Abraham, uh, faith it enabled him to, to, to walk. He went out not knowing whether he went. He did that by faith. It's like, you, well, you just, you just went, you know, God said, you, they, all of it was faith. Uh, and we can go on and on and on. Patience, uh, in verse number nine, uh, we think about trust and willingness of Sarah uh, in verse number 11. It's all through, it's by faith, by faith, by faith. Uh, Abraham accounted uh, that he, he knew that God's promise uh, was going to be through his son. And so when it says in verse number 19, accounting that God was able to raise him from the dead, he was going to plunge that knife into his son because he knew God promised uh, a, a seed. He must, he, he must going to, you know, resurrect him. It's going to be do something because all the blessings is through this boy. 
And so he just accounted it, and by faith, he climbed that mountain and was going to do what nobody has ever been told to do before, and he, and he did it by faith does that. Faith doesn't just get saved and then, and then, just, and then just linger until the Lord comes back. Saving faith does those things. So if God gives me faith and I get saved, uh, and, uh, and, and now I've got you know, the Holy Spirit on board and the Word of God and everything, there's no way that I can say, uh, well, you know, I'm saved, but I'm just going to sit. And, you know, um, faith doesn't do that. Faith, faith can't sit still. Faith, is, faith has got to work. And, uh, and, and we don't like it, and i got to stop because I can just keep going and going. So I'll just close this up. Um, people get upset. Uh, when, when we, we look into a congregation, for an example, and we see somebody, somebody who does, somebody who doesn't. And, and, and we argue, the one who doesn't argues, they're just as saved as the one who does. And, 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 they, and they may be. But all we know is that the Bible is clear that the one who has saving faith does. And there's fruit, and there's much fruit, and it's abound. They abide in Christ. They live a crucified life, a cross-bearing life, a sacrifice, a living sacrifice life. They've been saved unto, not just saved from, uh, but they've been set on a new path, uh, and uh, and uh, and they're they're running a race. Uh, they're enduring hardness as a good soldier. They're praying. They're going to church. They're reading their Bible. And the ones who didn't, and by the way, a person can can leave a Baptist church and, and go to some other church and not be an, an apostate and fall away, they can still be saved. They're going to be saved. Catholics and Lutherans and Presbyterians and whatever uh, uh, you want to put a, a label to in heaven if they've heard the gospel. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of saved Jehovah's Witnesses uh, or Mormons, etc., because they're preaching another gospel. Um, but they're going to be in people that are in heaven that are, in, that they are not independent fundamental Baptists. Um, but you explained to me how somebody can be a professing Christian, and then leave Berean Baptist or you know um, Pilgrim Lutheran or whatever, and and they just and they are absolutely not into God at all. They don't go to church. They've got all kinds of you know vices, just just doing their own thing. The point of Hebrews is somebody who's saved does not do that. They, they will not go apostate because they have saving faith, and that faith does all these other things. We don't like that, and it makes people upset, and I've, I've upset some people even preaching it, but it's the Bible. It just, it, that's, I have to believe that. So when somebody has left God, and they're out in the world, and God seemed to have left them alone, I know what the Bible says, and so I'm praying for that individual. I'm praying if they are saved to get right. But if they aren't, if they're not saved, that God would save them. And that's how I pray. Say, so, well, they they got saved at you know junior camp, uh, and you know when they were five, and now they're forty five. And you know, and they've got they're not they're, nothing in their life resembles faith. I don't think they got saved when they're at camp. 
Um, and you say, well, you don't know that. I know I don't know that, and you don't know that. And, and I would never go up to them and say, you're not saved or whatever, uh, but, but all I know is that faith is the substance and the evidence, and when you have faith, it does all these things, and it's not doing that for you. And, uh, and you're apostate, so maybe you didn't get saved. And maybe in that moment, by the way, if you challenge them, uh, that God would use that. But what do we do? We just accept the fact that people can just be out in the world and, and, and not in church, and we just we hang around with them, and we, just, we don't whatever, well, they're just backslidden. And then, and so, but they're probably not. So, and, and then we're such a poor witness because we just go right along with it, uh, and, uh, and we don't provoke them unto love and good works, and they just go 10 years, 20, 30, 40, whatever, how many years, and they die and split hell wide open. Because they never knew Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And you always wonder, well, because we just excuse it. We don't want to think that about ourselves or anybody else. But all I'm saying is that the Bible is just filled with the opposite. And, um, and as a believer, I, I, just, I believe that. I believe the book. And I believe that there's no exception um, to what God has laid out in his word. So uh, tonight, faith... Um, is a functional faith. So ask yourself the question. I'm saved. I believe I'm going to go to heaven based on the promise of God's word. Um, That faith that he saved me through is a functional faith. All right? I don't think I'm lost, but my my faith is dead. It's inactive. I'm not not serving God. Uh, I'm not demonstrating the the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling with worry and uh, in anger, in, uh, you know, sky is the limit. Uh, and, uh, and I just want to quit. I'm tired. Um, I would say, you know, keep going. And, and I want to say, suck it up, buttercup. Why, but, but I don't know how. You don't have to know how. You just have to have faith. Because, because faith will endure hardness as a good soldier. And just so happens that you'll just get through life and haven't endured it, and you stand before God, and God says, well done. But the apostate goes, nah, I just don't think God would want me to struggle like this. So they go back to the weak and beggarly elements, and God says they're not fit for the kingdom of God. Uh, and uh, they may, in fact, be lost. We're out of time. Let's all stand uh, tonight. And, and uh, the Bible is so full of wonderful truth that will help us to live uh, our Christian life today.